again, this is that intrusion. Spending like we got them ends, this is that conclusion. You should bring your friend to get me. Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO's Dead and Otherwise. Ryan, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm ready to do this podcast. Take two. Take two. I'm pretty <laughs> pumped to, to do this podcast. We have a great podcast topic to cover today. It's going to be pretty comprehensive. We're going to be talking about uh, automating a lot of your SEO processes. So if you're a one-man shop, uh, obviously you have small resources from a time standpoint and maybe small resources from a monetary standpoint. This is a way to sort of automate some of these things that you need done on a regular basis. Um, so you can kind of speed through that, that work. Sure. Or you're just a busy person and time is money and you've done a lot manually and you want to kind of just transition away automated if it's done just as well as you could do it yourself. Yeah. Maybe you're just tired of doing things manually. <laughs> Maybe you just are tired of SEO, but yeah. you're still listening to the podcast. Yeah. You know, you're going to hopefully get a couple of good gems out of this one that you can apply to your actual life. Yeah. So with that, we're going to delve right on into this. So let's talk a little bit about keywords, right? I mean, if you've ever done like keyword research for blog posts or whatever type of content uh, and you do like a really like a comprehensive job, how I do, it can take a long time, right? So you want to be able to set up some sort of processes to show you the keywords that you are ranking for that maybe your competitors are ranking for. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I use to do that um, is SEMrush actually, because they have what's called a gap analysis using this for keywords. I think it does a great job. You can track, I think it's up to like seven um, competitors all at one time. Oh, and you can set like automated reporting uh, and just get this information regularly sent to your inbox of stuff that they're ranking for and that you're not. Yeah, that's like definitely a useful tool because, you know, when you're doing like keywords, you have the ones that are obvious, you have the ones that are working within, but it's hard to keep it in front of like trends and people's search intent changes over time. And you don't really aren't constantly aware of what yeah. your competition is doing. They're creating unique content. They're optimizing for unique keywords. They know something that you don't know and you don't want that to be the case. You want no, you that don't. information popping in your inbox uh, periodically. And if they're doing regular research and stuff uh, on that content that they have for whatever, you want to be able to take that from them and not have to do it yourself. Right. So that that's pretty much my advice. Uh, Ryan, are there any, any tools that you used for this outside of like SEMrush? Well, I'd be lying if I said I used Systrix <laughs> because <laughs> um, obviously we did a lot of research. I, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say my team, but, <laughs> but Paul, you've been kind of going through it to embedding some of these articles, see which ones are legitimate and not. But we did organize a list of just all these articles over really the past five years and as recently as recently about just all these tools and all these methods of automating this stuff. So the Systrix one really busted out to me, just mm -hmm. like SEMrush has its gap analysis. Systrix seems to have a approach called opportunities in quotation marks. And basically it's something very similar. It's basically going to periodically suggest what are called unused keywords. So it's saying, Hey, we went out, we looked at three of your competitors. We noticed that some of these keywords are optimized for are very similar to your own, but they also have uh, definitely search volume and that's probably qualified traffic. So maybe you should look into it. And also here are the URLs that are associated with their keywords. So you can kind of see what content they're writing about. So you know, you know what, how you should approach it if you want to get a little piece of that pie. Yeah. So good, good reasons to do it. And another good tool for you to check out. I mean, we're not selling citrus no, at all. No, I forgot all. By the way, it's spelled with an S. We'll we'll put a link in there to it. Systrix. I might even. It's British. I might not even be saying it correctly. Yeah, 
All right. So let's talk a little bit about tools to use to automate your keyword rankings, right? To see, they're not going to rank you, but to see uh, what you're ranking for, how how often they're moving up, uh, things like that. And then how to monitor some backlinks. Because if you lose backlinks, sometimes you'll, you'll drop in rankings and you want to know why. And it'll be a good way to just identify like maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get into that part later as well. But um, yeah, rankings reports more or less. So yeah. yeah, what tools are you using? And and so, then also use use several do you use several tools because you're so much focused in your role on local that do you have an organic tool and a local tool? Yes, yeah, very interesting that you asked that. So I spent a long time finding a tool that could accurately track things in the map packs, uh, as well as like organically. And I've found one that works pretty well, and it's called ProRank Tracker or PRT. This is a lot of people call it in the industry. In the forums. Um, but it, it allows you to like monitor not just uh, the snack pack for a location. You can monitor the the actual map uh, itself, your rankings within that. You can rank or you can track YouTube rankings with it. You can track like track like a whole bunch of things that can be specific to local or national campaigns. It's really up to you. But for me, it's probably the best tool that I've used, especially from a local standpoint. Now, if you don't have to really worry about local or if you got like a ton of money you could use like sem rush's mobile mobile or local capabilities which i don't think are still great compared to this one but you, you need to have something that that'll like regularly update whatever it is and tell you if you've increased in your rankings or you dropped and if you're doing active initiatives on things you want to be able to know if what you're doing is working so the only way to know that is if you're tracking your rankings i don't think i can stress enough how important it is to automate your your keyword rankings um because i i know when i was starting off you don't even know how time consuming. I know that it's like kind of like therapeutic to go in and kind of do your own searches on your computer. And you're like, Oh, well I do have my personalized search, but I'm going to go incognito. And then you're like going through and you're doing all these searches. You don't know how much that adds up. You don't know how much when you're sending it to clients or people on your team to do the searches manually adds up. And I, I know that people are like, well, you know, ranking reports aren't always that accurate. It's like, you have to rely on them. They're, yeah. Some of I them mean, are just as accurate as it can be. It's definitely, well, well worth it. I can't even imagine working nowadays without some sort of keyword tracking tool. Well, I mean, imagine you're, you're tracking hundreds and hundreds of keywords. I know that people sometimes are like, well, here are my five or 10 money keywords. I like searching them twice a day. It's like, yeah, I guess be my guest, but you're, you're talking about local, you're talking about organic. No, I, I don't. I mean, yeah, if you're following hundreds of keywords, it's not possible. So I personally use Certbook. Um, I've used a lot of different tools in the past. And That's a good one. it seems to be, to me, one of the more accurate ones and more up-to-date um they've changed actually they do you know that they bought or they acquired the domain keyword.com i did not so now they're keyword.com good for them i guess that's that the, how you know you're making money you can yeah, buy they're raking it in <laughs> <laughs> so um i mean i guess we can talk a little bit um also off the top of our head how much some of these tools cost um because automation is going to carry a price tag yeah with you. but i mean this, you're always going to deal with an interesting pricing structure and it's usually like tiered right yeah and like it's almost always based on like how many keywords that you're using that you want rankings for. And then the medium that you want the rankings for is going to cost like double the amount. Right. So for instance, if I wanted to track local organic SEO for a keyword uh, for like a location, and then I wanted to track in the map packs, that's going to cost me two keywords. Right. But let's say there's like seven keywords that are super important to me for that page. And I want to track them both. Well, it's like 14. Right. So all of a sudden you start blowing through, your keyword allotment. Um, most people that are like small businesses, 
probably don't need anything that's over a hundred dollars tracking wise. Um, right. Unless you're like a big time content, like marketing business. Yeah. And you're going for like long tail totally searches too. Yeah. Yeah. You needed to get something like, uh, like a big enterprise platform that I would suggest that probably packages a lot of things together, uh, like conductor or something. But for, you know, most people you can get away with just like SEM rush or the tool that uh, you were talking about, Ryan. Yeah, Certbook and um, Certbook, yeah, yeah, and it can just like elaborate it too. I think that we're kind of grandfathered in. I mean, we set up on Certbook years and years ago, so I think that we're getting fifteen hundred keywords for seventy five dollars, and it says that you can. Like, and then another way that they tier it besides keywords is like, oh, we'll refresh your keywords daily or in real time. <laughs> but like, if you go through it and you say refresh my keywords, it kind of just does it anyway. So it's just yeah. it's not going to do it automatically, but if you manually submit like. I want to know where it is like today at this time and it recrawls it. Mm -hmm. um, it'll, it'll do it in, re in real time. But um, if I go from uh, 1500 keywords to 2000 keywords, because I'm grandfathered in, it'll go from, I think $75 a month to $160 a month. So I'm trying not to break that threshold right now, but that's probably going to happen. And yeah, you can put in keywords by um, just general. It's going to probably just take it in generally as if I guess it's anywhere in the United States. And then you can specify by city, by zip, for the local aspect and it'll tell you also what keywords have uh, featured snippets which is very cool and it'll tell you if the particular keyword is on in the map pack or it was ranking organically so really important stuff i mean if people are really like serious about their seo and they're tracking and you're really tracking by like searching it manually that's a big no-no you're gonna have to figure out some sort of tool that's within your price range to do it and then as far as the automation part you can get both reports and alerts so you can do alerts for any single time there's a major fluctuation of a keyword. So you can set it like if this particular keyword jumps up or down three spots, I want an alert as from the email. Yeah. And you want to do a report. You can get reports on all your keywords daily, weekly, monthly to you, to your boss, to whoever, to your clients, anywhere. That's very important to automate as well. Yeah, the, the Making sure that you pick a tool that has that as a part of it, I would absolutely agree. Um, being able to have those reports automated and sent to your mail, your inbox every whatever you want to do it just make sure you have something that does that and when you showed me that report yesterday it was really cool and it was like a, you're doing a good job over your job Paul. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> with the with rankings yeah um and then what tool was that that was that was that pretty was cool pro rank tracker okay so that was pro rank tracker and then we talked a lot briefly i think it was local falcon is that what it's called yeah that's a little different i guess we can explain what local falcon does so and this is really just specific to the local SEO world, if that's what you're in, right? Mm -hmm. um, what it does is it looks uh, for the rankings of a particular keyword in a, in a location, right? But it creates this grid of dots around the center of the location. Uh, and each dot might, might represent like a mile, right? So what you're doing is you're creating this radius and you're checking at each one of those dots uh, what your ranking is in the map pack. So you get an idea of like the overall reach that a, a Google My Business listing actually has like in a city, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some really, really big cities out there. Uh, think of like Houston, which right. is big population-wise. It's actually big physically. Mm -hmm. And it's just got a lot of suburbs that are like kind of specific to the area. Like they don't refer to those areas as just Houston, even though it has like a Houston address. You know, it's, it's really specific. Um, it's sort of like in Florida, right? Uh, like Coral Gables is technically in Miami, Right, but it's not. It's, it's sort of its own thing. So sure. 
Yeah. yeah it's just a great way to be like, instead of being in a bubble where you're constantly searching in one area and you're like, well, I'm in the maps here and I'm number one. And I don't understand why like our calls aren't shooting through the roof. If you were to do something like this, where you have a better grasp of the surrounding areas mm-hmm. in this, it'd be like, well, two miles East, you're actually three, just two miles North. You're not even on the maps. It's like a good way to really put in perspective what your, your reach is locally. And I'm sure that's automated as well. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say about that is like, it's not cheap. Um, no, that one's very expensive. You're using it per the number of spots that they're checking for you in that grid. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not very expensive, but like it racks up real quickly. Well, yeah. I mean, they almost all of them work on like a credit system. Like you got to buy credits to use. So it's just a way of like not letting you know how much you're actually spending, you know? So, oh yeah, the trans, the transference of like, um, it's like Disney bucks money to, uh, some sort of commodity. Yeah. Microtransactions. I um, hate that so uh, much. Just, just take the money. Um, it's, uh, it's a good tool. Uh, you know, if you don't have a reason to really use it, I don't suggest doing it. But if, if you do, then it's great. That's what you really do. You don't really do it for yourself. That's something where you're kind of doing more reporting internally. Yeah. And like my, the people I report to you, they often want different, different reports to look at. Right. And so that's usually like, I send that to them if we have like certain initiatives that we're working on and, and like those areas to see that things are working. Right. Let's talk about checking your backlinks. What right. tool do you use for that? Sure. So going back to good whole uh, SCM rush, uh, they do have a backlink analysis tool and it is very good at automating links that you've acquired and links that you've lost. I and, personally think that Ahrefs is the best backlink monitoring tool in the world. Um, uh, I don't know of anyone that does a better job than that. It's, I mean, it comes with its own set of pricing too. Like it's pretty good. It's, it's a pretty good all around tool as well. Like SEM rush and Ahrefs are both pretty good all around tools, but for, I think just backlink specific stuff, uh, Ahrefs is like the top of the top of the top of the mountain here. Nice. Top of the top of the SEO food chain is another way. Top of the morning. Yeah. Top, uh, top of the morning. Yeah. So the Ahrefs for theirs, if, if that's included, if you do like kind of just a monthly subscription or is that kind of like a, a break off specific component of it that people use a lot? I believe it's included. Um, like when you get a subscription to it, you have to have like one main site to be like your project site in there. Like you have to pick a site like that. And uh, usually it's tied to like whatever site that you check, you choose. So it comes with it, but it's not, it's not the cheapest of tools. I mean, you're gonna, probably going to pay like over a hundred dollars, I would say, mm-hmm. for like a, a good account a month. Well, I mean, think about like backlink automation as far as knowing what's getting indexed and what you're losing is really important because that's really, really hard to keep up on. So if you're really proactive with your backlinks, you're almost always going to want to use a tool because the being able to go out and kind of seeing where you're getting links is like not something you really want to do. It's just way too easy using a tool to find out that information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered that one. Now let's get into (laughs) a little... It's the only thing that we want to cover there is just backlink analysis automation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so you want to know is like most of these things are going to tell you a backlink score. Some of them you can pay attention to, some of them you don't. I personally have never disavowed, I'm not saying never, I haven't disavowed backlinks in like six years. Uh, I just don't think it's like required anymore. I think that Google has just done a really good job of devaluing crappy backlinks. They just don't really work like they used to. Um, Some of them do. Like I don't really think they pass along a penalty, but there's a lot of tools that will tell you like you don't want backlinks like this you should still disavow them. If you can find Google's disavow tool, good luck. 
But, you have to do a Google search for it, and it's like not even a part of Google search. Yeah, they like hide it. It's still technically available. You gotta you gotta get like a direct link to it. Could, so. Yeah, you have to like search for it, and it's a direct link. And I, yeah. I swear you can't navigate to it from the dashboard. Yeah, it used to be linked from Search Console, but now it's gone. So uh, there might be but, a reason a reason for that. Maybe they themselves are just like, eh, we'll we'll give it, but we're not gonna make it accessible. Yeah. I, I bet it's because people were sabotaging their own SEO so often, and they were getting just so much feedback about like, Oh, can I undo it? Can I undo it? And they're like, literally our disclaimer says, be sure like your webmaster should do this. You should only do this. If you really, really know what's going on. Yeah. We'll do it all the time. Anyway, that's probably why they bury it. And so, uh, yeah, I think, um, if you want to do it, I mean, I guess you can, uh, but I don't bother doing it. So when I really talk about backlinks, like you're not, there are ways to automate building backlinks that we're not necessarily going to cover in this podcast. Cause I think we've talked about it before. Well, we'll talk about one aspect that might be new that, that I don't know about, but we'll save that for later. Okay. Um, and then um, one last thing I want to say is I think SEMrush started doing this more often because the automation, besides the links gained, links lost, they do kind of give you a breakdown of what they deem to be toxic links. So it's kind of like what you're saying. So they'll be like, we just ran a report and we have three that are toxic, <laughs> four that are high, three that are medium. And it's like, you take it or leave it because it's kind of like, how do, you, how do you really quantify that? But I yeah. will say on our side, we are doing a little bit of um, toxic disavow because we've seen a slight, enough of a correlation that, and it's very marginal where we're like, why not? And, that, and that's just what we're doing. Yeah. So let's jump into content optimizations, how to automate this. Okay. Uh, so the easiest way for me uh, is just use Yoast, right? Because they got a lot of built-in stuff. So maybe you don't have time to write that meta description that Google's going to change and make whatever it wants anyways. Um, you know, it'll, it'll pull stuff from the content and make it for you. So customize it if you want, but it's going to customize that. It's going to customize like the, the SEO page title at the top. You know, you can set rules around like what the URLs are going to be too. So it can really automate a lot of like the stuff that's kind of boring and can be a little time consuming if you're adding a lot of content for you. Yours does a thing that's, that's pretty cool and it's called a focus keyword. And it's basically something you manually input where you're basically telling Yoast plugin to assist with your SEO. It's not like Yoast is doing all the SEO for you, but they're kind of pre-populating and kind of guiding you along. And technically, yeah, we, we decided that's automated. But the focus keyword, you'll be like, ideally, if I were to rank for this, want to rank this page for a keyword, kind of like what you're putting in for your title, um, you'll put that in and then it'll tell you pretty quickly you know, did you include in your heading? Is in your meta title? Did you include in your URL? Is it enough in the content? How many times was in the content and if it's in description? So it'll automate like the guidelines for you automatically. And that can definitely um, help you along optimizing a page correctly. So it is uh, automation to an extent. Okay. And um, apparently HubSpot does it too, according to some articles. Oh, yeah. Um, some, some marketers like absolutely swear by HubSpot. The problem is, is I got... Like I was disenchanted by it, I guess, like eight years ago when it was a little bit more in its earlier stages and I just didn't really get it. But apparently it's come a long way for a lot of people. A lot of people like using it. I, I wouldn't really know about it. Yeah. Personally. I mean, that's really, and then you can find plugins and stuff too that'll like, if you have like WordPress, that'll interlink like keywords to other pages for you. So you don't have to like do that. Um, so it's like internal linking wise, like that's another thing that you can kind of automate as well. And then uh, I don't know if this is like a separate topic, but you can certainly automate technical audits that'll tell you where your gaps are too. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about that. We got okay. a whole are section we, on that. Are we there yet? Or we got something in between? No, it's the last section actually. 
But before then, let's talk a little bit about automating your content creation. Okay, great. So we talked about that a little bit for a week or two ago, but we can definitely go into it again, how it applies here. So some of these tools I wouldn't suggest, right? But there's lots of tools where you can just scrape content out there from other websites or sites that used to exist. Download that content, put it in a spinner. It will spin it around using different keywords that, that you program into it. And then you can actually publish it to like websites from there that you have it connected to. So if you really didn't want to write anything and you didn't care about the quality of the content, you just needed it for like SEO reasons, you could automate that entire process and never have to write anything like yourself. Uh, one of them, it's called a content machine with a K. It doesn't do the best job of spinning that stuff, but it, it does a job, right? Better than some other ones. And then as far as like content, some, some more content creation automation here, you can look at stuff that's like natural language generation, which is a big project that I recently just did. Yeah, and, and, and what are the NL, NLG pages? Where are they going to? They're never going to your money site, correct? No, they are. They're all on my money site because they're that good. You know, we just have thousands of locations and each page needs additional content. Like each location kind of gets like eight or nine additional local content pages. And the only way to really do this when you have that many locations to do it to scale and to do it like in a timely manner and at a price that makes sense is to use some stuff like natural language generation. Um, so it's not really spun because everything in there is written by a human. Um, it just connects certain sentences and topics, ideas together with like logic, right? Mm-hmm. It's really complicated to set all that crap up and it's very time consuming. But you, once you do, you can automate the process very quickly. If you add like a new location, we basically hit a button and we have all the content we need for that location in a matter of seconds. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to automation, because this is like the the final frontier of hands-offness for SEOs, that like there's a, definitely a correlation between how difficult it is to set up and, and how much it, value it has when it starts to pay off. Definitely think that's the case. And what I've done in the past, and I haven't done this in, in a while, but you know that how we did this, is I, I used to use a spinner and I used to use Word AI. And oh, I, yeah. forget, I forget what plugin I used alongside it, but... Basically, instead of crawling websites, I would include RSS feeds for, mm. for like news sources. And yeah, news Word sources AI was a great one too back in the day. Still, for sure. Is that still around? Or Yeah, uh, it's still around to some degree. It was, that was a good one. It was pretty inexpensive at the time. I don't know what the prices are now. They do it by, they, their pricing models by Word or by article or just unlimited. I don't think it's unlimited. I don't think it's unlimited either. You might get, there might be an unlimited package, but their prices have changed probably since we both used that at all. So don't take our word for it here. Check it out yourself if you want to know what the pricing is. I just, I remember entering in pretty much the RSS feed for pretty much every news source in Florida. And basically every single time I would basically couple the RSS feed with every instance that they ever produced an article that included the word accident in it. or maybe just car accident and basically had a website that pumped out like 30 or 40 car accident pages automatically a day. (laughs) Do you remember remember that? Of course. I do remember that. That was great. It was great because it got a ton of traffic. So basically what I would do is I set up something and I know that's not very helpful for me to be like, it was something, figure it out. It was, it was some sort of plugin for (laughs) vendor that basically went through every single RSS feed grabbed every article the second it said accident, ran it through the spinner, automatically posted it to the website. And then within like a month, it had hundreds and hundreds of articles and it was getting a good amount of traffic every day. In addition to that, we also automated some of the the on-site components like on-site SEO. So 
there's also plugins that I, again, can't think of off the top of my head, but there are ways to automate. Every time you mention a certain keyword, it'll automatically internal link and go to a certain page. Every single time you mention yeah. like a certain keyword, it'll automatically external link and go to another website. So what I was doing was simultaneously feeding all the articles to like the homepage for just like SEO reasons, and then doing an external link to the law firm I was working for, for a ton of referral traffic. And it worked really well um, for a long time. Well, that's pretty cool. I don't know if you could still really get away with it now, but. You can get away with anything, Paul. It's yes. still crazy out there as far as I'm concerned. All right. So you've done your keyword research. You're tracking it. You got some content. How are you going to get it out there? Well, let's talk about how you automate some of your content distribution. I love it. All right. So uh, I have tools that actually have direct connections to like other websites that that I've built out like properties. And so with just a touch of a button, I can publish all those properties at the same time. Another really, really cool tool that you can use that's free to uh, distribute your content across a bunch of different properties is actually, what's that thing called again? Ift. If this, then that. Ift with three T's. Ift, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have TTTT. Um, <laughs> Got it. But it's a really cool website. And it's not just for SEO or marketing. Like, you can do a lot of stuff with it, like around your house. So, if you have anything that's like technology based, like, hey, you want to connect your Alexa to like your carport uh, to open or something like that, um, there's just a ton of like plugins that come from if this. People and that. still like smart homes and all that? Yeah. I got a smart home. Well, it's like just, average, I guess. Your Nest just keeps it nice and nice and uh, cool. Mm, yeah, we actually got a ring doorbell the other day. It was pretty neat. But uh, that is a really cheap and easy way to set up content distribution across different networks that you have, right? So it's like if I post this one thing on Facebook, the feed is going to be picked up by this other website, and it's going to automatically pull that and post it. And then another website's going to automatically pull that and post it. And all of a sudden you posted like these articles and like a whole bunch of, you know, a whole stack of websites that you have within like a few minutes. Oh yeah. And, and so you're doing like other blogs and other assets that you own and then like web 2.0s as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can connect them to things like blogger or whatever you want. Um, so it's a pretty, just a pretty cool tool. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, we'll put a link in the description and you can go in there and uh, play around, set up an account. And then of course there's like the social side of it too. Um, it's pretty often where we'll um, on our team on behalf of clients just to get like social signals and just get a little bit more visibility. Um, some of the more conventional choices are like Hootsuite and Buffer. And it's just like every single time, you know, you post something, a new post on WordPress, it's automatically going to distribute it to to LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram um, with like, hopefully like a little bit of formatting. Not Not really my thing as much, but I know that it exists. And um, sometimes maybe it's like IFTTT. Sometimes we have to string along some gaps with Zapier. Um, Zapier is like just a whole new world of absolutely everything. Zapier, like, yeah, is like an, it's like the next evolution of IFT, right? It's like IFT on steroids. Yeah, I think it's just because it has more um, integrations. Yeah, uh, and you got to pay, you do have to pay for a lot of the good integrations. As for IFT, I believe you don't have to pay anything. So, I mean, like the great, the great thing of like Zapier and just thinking about automation in that way, like if I do this, then this happens, is that like every single time you just click publish a post on your WordPress, dozens of things can happen. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how it works, Ryan. That's like a heavy, heavy duty part of the automation side of things. What else do we have to cover? And that's our last subject, which you alluded to earlier, and that's how to automate your technical SEO audits. All right. Automate audits. 
Ryan, you want to you want to delve into this one first because I got a tool that I use, but I don't know if you use the same thing. I just can't say keep on saying SEM Rush the whole time. I think I think that <laughs> still using SEM Rush or all this. Oh man, no, not for the technical audit. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to think which one we use for that because yeah, I, I like the um, I like the gap analysis. Um, I like the backlinks, but the technical audit. I'm I'm not really going SEM Rush as like the go to for my technical audit. So why don't you go ahead? I'll defer to you as for the yeah. Technical audit so. Backlink. Pretty much everything that we're going to talk about in here is going to require some some kind of tool to do this, or a you know a freemium tool or something like that. Um, if you can get if you can afford it, DeepCrawl is probably the best at giving you back technical information on your website. It's not cheap at all, but it does a really really good job, especially if you have a really big website. But it'll tell you stuff like 404 errors that you need to get rid of, canonicalization that's not working how it's supposed to like schema issues. It'll tell you like all kinds of stuff about your website to fix. So it's almost like you don't even want to see it because you're just going to have to fix stuff afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be like just an ongoing battle to get to like the hundred percent mark where the full bar is in green uh, and you can sleep easy. And then it's always going to be like teetering on 90%. Like, Oh, you know, this meta description might be similar or, you know, you're not observant. Well, you know, it's like a really popular thing nowadays as far as, uh, audits that are kind of automated and you're never asking for them is Google search console is hilarious with oh, their, yeah. their audits. Dude, every single person and their mother has gotten something that says that your website is not usable that well on mobile. And it'll say something like the text goes beyond the screen or the viewport, blah, blah, blah is not yeah. ideal. That is driving everyone crazy. Yeah. Thanks Google. Thanks a lot. Yeah. They're the Google search console ones take them with a grain of salt because I've gone through them and I've actually audited it. And I'm like, I don't really know what they're talking about, <laughs> but it is Google. Yeah, and the one thing to keep in mind when it comes to like technical audit audits, right? Is it affecting your rankings in a negative way? And if the answer is no, then like maybe it's not the highest priority to fix the issue, you know? Well, I mean, think about what the inherently, what the purpose and the existence of a technical audit is too. If a technical audit isn't automating suggestions or anything, and it's just saying, you're good to go, everything's perfect, you're not going to use the tool anymore. So they always have to uncover something yeah, for, for you to, that's right. to worry like, about. <laughs> they got to make something up. I know, it's like, well, you bad. can't be 100%. I have to like come back and tell you, you know, that this is not the proper anchor text for internal links. So uh, technical audits are really important. Um, they should be run periodically instead of done manually, like all the time. Like typically I would suggest for people to do some sort of semi-manual technical audit on their website, maybe annually. But for this, I mean, sure, let it let it run like every month. And um, over time, you're always going to just uh, link out to something that breaks or gets moved. And external linking to broken pages is bad. Or Google standards will change and maybe that criteria or the formula will be integrated within like the technical audit. And it'll be like, hey, actually this page is 300 words and maybe now it should be 400. So it's good to like automate things and always just be on top of how your site is evolving. You know, sure. um, The other thing that I don't think there's any way to automate it. There might be. I have to check in on it. But Screaming Frog is one of the best tools to audit your website with from an SEO perspective. Yes, it is. And... Uh, I mean, the problem with Screaming Frog is like people are generally really overwhelmed when they like get into it because there's so many features and it's, it's not like super user friendly, you know, like you kind of have to read some documentation and know what it's, what you're doing for it to like work how it's supposed to, but that's a true, that's a really cheap option for like an SEO site audit. Yeah. Isn't it, um, a download and it's not even in the cloud? No. Yeah. It's a download and 
to get the so you, there's a, a free option that you're limited to like 500 pages that are crawled by it and then the paid option is unlimited and i think it's like 120 british pounds <laughs> oh they're a british company uh a year got it for like the license so it's not really it's pretty cheap as far as like SEO than i thought it was yeah you thought it was more yeah or you thought it was less I thought it was like 50 bucks a month or something. No, I think it's like, I think they've raised it for like, for like the premium level that they can do a bunch of stuff, but you know, you could probably figure out some sort of automation with that maybe through Ift or something, you know, to, to just run those reports and then have them emailed out. Yeah. Let's, let's go through Neil Patel's seven free SEO tools you should be using. No, <laughs> no. Okay. No, um, God, no. Okay, no. I guess a few honorable mentions. It's nice to have some sort of tool that'll give you maybe like a, just like a general traffic report instead of like just hopping into your analytics and like trying to have to select certain things and criteria you like every time. So like you go into analytics every single time you're going to a date range and you're going to landing pages and you're breaking it down by the first 500. Like just automate it. Automate your reports. Automate yeah. the specific things you're looking for. That's an honorable mention right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, using, using tools on your, um, in your browser to get, uh, to click it and then kind of get all the stats on a page immediately is a nice way to expedite research and data that you're receiving more of an expediting as, as we're going through like these, these articles, we'll link some of the ones that we think are definitely like some of the standouts that are yeah. not, that don't start with Neil and end with Patel and, um, other things that we'll discuss that we didn't really discuss in this or what are a couple others. Um, some ORM stuff, not as not as relevant, like monitoring your brand, but that's really mm-hmm. easy. I mean, Google Alerts. <laughs> yeah, like you can do that it. too. <laughs> well, Google Alerts are great because that's a great way to automate your content ideas. So if, you, if you're extremely heavy on writing about something or, or want to know about something in particular, I think a lot of SEOs would know that. They're like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. All I mean, everyone, everyone really talks about like a lot of this, the same stuff, website auditing tools. Image yeah, like a lot of these are just the same. Web, website loading speed you don't really need to like audit that over and over again i mean you, if your website speed is like pretty solid i don't think you need to audit what are you doing that's going to bring it down significantly where you yeah. monitor it all the time i don't know so i we've covered some pretty good automation tools for you know uh, seos to use out there to kind of get some of these processes started but i think the real thing to take away from this is like if you find one that works for you that does like there's so many seo tools out there um it's hard to just pick you know a couple of them. Like there's great stuff. Like I didn't even know about pro rank tracker and I've been in the industry for like 10 years. Right. So like I first used it this year. Um, so, you know, explore and try demos and go out there and see kind of what, what works for you. Yeah. And I, and I think that a lot of people that are already using existing tools are kind of just setting their ways of manually going in and checking things and doing things. But a lot of these tools already come, you know, pre-built, with the functionality to have alerts, to have reports, to automate things. So just take a step back and see kind of what your, I guess your SEO tech stack is and see what parts of it already can do the automation part. And if they don't, maybe like also think about how you can integrate you the IFTTT and Zapier to do the if else. Like it's a very like coding, I guess, mindset. You know, if I do this, what would, what would be really ideal to happen automatically? And if you start getting into the if else, mentality for like a lot of tasks you do, especially on a daily basis. Um, you can, before you know, it, you could probably like automate a huge chunk of your day with that, with it doing pretty much everything you would have done manually anyway. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's good advice. 
Well, we really appreciate all of our listeners out there. Um, if you want to get a hold of Ryan or I, you can leave us a Facebook com- like message, maybe not a comment. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> like, message. We just hide all the comments. <laughs> you can hit us up at seosdead and otherwise at gmail.com. Um, we respond pretty quickly. Or you can, I don't actually think our, I don't think our tool has been posting to YouTube for a bit. So we actually have a bunch of like backlogged uh, videos to post up there for you guys to listen to. But feel free to reach out to us on there and leave a comment or a message or something. And we'll get back to you there as well. Yeah. I've been enjoying it. It's about, uh, we're like officially two years in. Really enjoy doing it. All Um, right. Two out of a hundred years. hundred more years. hundred years. Two hundred five hundred years. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Bye. Bye. Thank you.